12 days to Election Day Thursday. I don't know if I can get there. You can't. You don't I'm have not a really sure. Uh, we've got... Uh, We've got an all-new low now in this election. It's a completely new low. I mean, if you thought it was bad that there was a candidate who pulled over in his car because he was stressed out and he decided to watch dirty stuff on his phone oh, and get arrested Across in front of a, from a, a, a daycare center. Yeah. Uh, if you thought that uh, the people that uh, were parked out uh, in front of a ballot box was bad, well, now the soap opera continues. Um, an arrest has been made after a burglary at the Phoenix office of Secretary of State Katie Hobbs. So when we last left you yesterday, her office was burglarized. And uh, this is, let me read you what uh, Hobbs and Lake are going at it today. And I got to tell you, I don't know if I can even make it to the end of the show. Well, Hobbs, 12 more days of this crap. I can't wait to see what happens next. It's like a days. soap opera that's horrible that nobody wants to watch. Okay, so Hobbs has a statement. And she says, I won't read the whole thing. I'll read you the part you need to know. But earlier in the week, we had a break in. It occurred at our campaign headquarters, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Our staff faces hundreds of threats, violence. Okay. Let's be clear. For nearly two years, Carrie Lake and her allies have been spreading dangerous misinformation and inciting threats against anyone they see fit. The threats against Arizonans attempting to exercise their constitutional rights and their attacks on elected officials are the direct result of a uh, concerted campaign of lies and intimidation. Okay, so let's start there. Is Katie Hobbs blaming Carrie Lake for the break-in? She's intimating that maybe uh, somebody within the sphere of her influence, meaning not so much, I don't know about her staffers, but maybe uh, somebody who enthusiastically supports her. Okay. So if Carrie Lake wants to talk and lie about the 2020 election being stolen, someone hears that, you know, maybe they're, you know, uh, uh, upset and it makes them want to go and burglarize Katie Hobbs. Here's the problem uh, Is there any information that this burglar uh, is political? Is there any information out there? Because we've seen a bit of the of the court document. Is there any information out there that this is like a super Katie uh, Carrie Lake fan? Uh, no, because I don't see that yet. Now, don't get me wrong. There, I'll tell you right now. The reason we have people playing dress up, okay? LARPing. They're larping, larping. Yeah, Halloween. They're in their war pants. And they're out there in front of in Mesa, and they're out in Yavapai County, and they're they're looking at the ballot yeah, box. Yeah, we got new ones, huh? That's because Carrie Lake believes the big lie. That's a big part of it. Well, the, it, that's that came pre Carrie Lake, but it just she is it continued to push out all the you know two thousand mules and all that right, stuff. But, right. So she is in a, in a way inciting some of that stuff. But I'll just say, Carrie Lake didn't break into Katie Hobbs' campaign office, and I don't think she ordered anybody to break into. To carry uh, to Katie Hobbs. So so here's where it gets really crazy. Carrie Lake, of course, fires back. All right, as so you would. She sees this. She says, "Wait a minute, am I being blamed here?" Katie Hobbs's campaign headquarters was broken into earlier. And this is a reporter, by the way, asking Lake. Katie Hobbs's campaign headquarters was broken into earlier this week. Okay. And her campaign manager said in a statement uh, that it was, she argued that the incident was a direct result of a concerted campaign of lies and intimidation by you and your allies. Do you have a response to that? That is absolutely absurd. And are you guys buying that? 
Are you really buying that? Because this sounds like a Jesse Smollett part two. Oh. Okay. The so, Smollett. Do you, if you don't know about the Jesse Smollett case, Jack? Uh, he was an actor on Empire, and uh, he paid two Nigerian uh, guys who uh, were his workout buddies by giving them a check, and he faked that he was beaten up. In Chicago at like two in the morning by guys who wore red hats and said, this is MAGA country. Get out of here. And within five minutes, that entire story fell apart. It was all fake. It was all fake. He cut a check from his own bank to pay these two to fake beat him up and start a story. And it was easy to track. Yeah. So Jesse Smollett faked it. Carrie Lake is now saying Hobbs faked this to bring attention so to herself. Hobbs. So, so let me get this straight. Hobbs hired some guy to break into her campaign for what? Well, what's Sympathy? the point? I don't Sympathy know. To say, oh, my God, look what Carrie Lake is her people are doing and try to pin it. Now, uh, that look, doesn't sound right that, to me no, either. That doesn't sound that doesn't sound good. What she, people didn't realize there's cameras everywhere. Uh, uh, would let's say Hobbs did it. That's not changing the election. It's not changing a single well, line. Well, if Hobbs did do that, I think a lot of people haven't voted. Even people that oh, might if we found her. out that she did yeah, it, yeah, people be like, you know what? We're I'm done. sorry. You're exactly. Done. Yeah, you're well, as you should. Right. Okay. So let's just try and break this down a little bit further. It doesn't seem that Hobbs blamed Lake for the break-in. That's what I see. Maybe some of her rhetoric has led to she intimated some lies and intimidation. Something like this could happen because okay. of Carrie. But I think that's Lake. fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. But it doesn't mean that Carrie Lake had someone break into no. her campaign. Okay. And then for Lake to say this is a Smollett deal. Am I pronouncing that yeah. right? Okay. Smollett. Where Ka- Carrie, where Katie Hobbs uh, uh, did this herself, orchestrated herself. That's nonsense too. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get right down to it. Uh, the reporters asked Katie Hobbs, "What do you think?" What was taken from your campaign office, and I'm do you have reason about, to believe that this was politically motivated? I'm not talking. It's about kind of a big deal, though, that your campaign office was broken into. I think do we, do access we, do you, to safe and legal abortion is kind of a big deal, and that's uh, what we're here to talk. Do you about. have reason to believe it was politically motivated? We're not going to go not. beyond the statement. Well, Man, that's that, that's what you went with. I think she asked to legal was legal abortion in one of those cabinets. Well, that's where she was. That's where they asked her. She was at yeah. Planned Parenthood. I, I, whole I thing. get that, and, but and she nobody, said, "I'm here to talk about abortion." Yeah, right. You know, let's be real. You have a chance here to say, you know what was taken a, a bunch of uh, uh, items that include the likes of you know master copies of all of our donors and stuff. But even if, if she doesn't tell us, just answer. It's like you, you can't even. You have no comment on it. Yeah, we're still doing a research to find out what was taken. I mean, something better than something. Abortion. Well, that's where that's where she was. She yeah. only wanted to talk about that because because she was there to she was at a place to talk about um, safe and safe legal and legal access. abortion. So that's the, but that but again, you're running for governor. I don't care where you are. You answer questions about everything, right? Like if you went to a Diamondbacks game to throw the first pitch out, are you only gonna you know, are you only going to talk about the Diamondbacks when somebody asks you a question yeah. over there? And that's not a great example, but you know what I well, mean. Well, no, I mean, if well, what well, was it a couple of weeks ago? Stacey Abrams, right? They asked her about inflation. She's like, well, if, if we have more Atlanta? abortion, Georgia? we have less inflation. Yeah, Atlanta, okay. Georgia. I mean, that's you had something broken into at your place. You kind of intimated that maybe the character you're running against, the lady you're running against, she had potentially somebody within her sphere of influence had something to do with it. It became a big story, a national story, which was on CNN as the lead today. And you couldn't even come out and push it a little bit further. 
You and I have covered a lot of elections. Yes, too many. This, I'll tell you, this midterm is, it's mayhem. That's why we have the segment at 4 o'clock, midterm mayhem. It's silly, and it's stupid, and it's ridiculous. We have people dressed up watching ballot boxes. We've got death threats. Now we've got some idiot that breaks into a campaign headquarters. And now you have the two women who are running for governor. They're, they're, they're you know, shooting back and forth uh, on each other. And no one is talking about anything that's important to Arizona. Not a single person. Not us. Not anybody. Because we're not talking the, about water. Again, no. not sexy. No, it's not. It's I understand, but it's a huge problem. But it's it's everything. It's 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 everything that. It's all the silliness. That it's reality he's television. About. Yeah, that's what we have. We have right. reality television. Right. Uh, that's that's sad but true. The real stuff. If you want real stuff, uh, I don't know where you look anymore. All right. It's Gatos and Chad show. Let's see. Coming up next. Uh, why are Democrats expected to have uh, a massive lead? A massive lead on election night. It's coming up next. Arizona's news station. KTAR News 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad show. Yes, you are locked and loaded as our amazing show. But you know what you can do? You can lock and load with teacher help a teacher out somebody you know is like hey i know a teacher's amazing it is incredible for you to have a chance to win tw- uh, give them 200 and, well 2500 bucks and you do it by going teacher text it to 411923 you're going to nominate them and if we pick them they'll win 2500 dollars. it is pay tribute to a teacher presented by your valley toyota deal i think something we're going to really discuss today did katie hobbs go out of her way to tie carrie lake to that break-in because the break-in happened on, uh, what, Monday? Yeah. And so we heard about it yesterday, which was Wednesday. Today is Thursday. Is it Thursday? It's Thursday. Today's Thursday. Oh. Okay. Uh, and what we're discussing is uh, um, the statement from Carrie Lake, excuse me, the statement from Katie Hobbs that in a way insinuates that Carrie Lake had something to do with the break-in. Because uh, of the rhetoric. Yeah. I mean, couldn't Katie Hobbs have left Carrie Lake out of it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was. It would have been simpler to do that. Okay. So, wh- wh- how does how does Hobbs win with a statement like that? We don't know who this guy is who broke no. in. We we have no idea if he's tied to any political party. He might not even know who Carrie Lake is. I have no idea. Well, judging by what we've seen and read, you know, some stuff and how real is all of that, I doubt it. And one of the other things is, let's just say she, you know, it was one of her old staffers who was disgruntled. But it would have made them. A staffer? Yeah, who was disgruntled. It wasn't that either. No, it wasn't that. But if she wouldn't have, if she goes out and says all this stuff and you find out it's a disgruntled staffer, people would have said, man, you feel like you tried to tie somebody into something. And then it was one of your former staffers. We don't know who this guy is. Yeah, somebody breaks in your campaign headquarters, and your first thought is to blame Carrie Lake. And we kind of said yesterday, uh, it's probably just a random break-in. Who knows? I don't know. See, I, I, I don't. I, I mean, I think if you speculate about it, maybe it was somebody who really likes Carrie Lake, and Carrie Lake got this person all fired up. I mean, who knows? That could be it. But it's tough to. <laughs> I mean, we can say that we're not journalists. No. We're not we're not working on this story. All we're doing is talking about this story. We can speculate that all day. That's a part but, of our thing. It's right. a lot of opinions. That's part of the That's game. That's it. But if you're Katie Hobbs, now you're speculating that maybe this was a, a, a Kerry Lake fanatic. And that's not fair. No. I don't think that's it doesn't fair. Doesn't make you look good. It makes you almost kind of feel desperate. 
Like you're trying to tie her into like almost sympathy kind of thing. Like ugh, another one of these things. I don't know, man. I think a lot of people. Listen, I don't even. I, 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 I've said it before. I, I'm no Carrie Lake fan. I'm not voting for her. She's an election denier. You're election denier. You don't get my vote. Well, I heard she wasn't vote for you. That's what I heard. Oh, I, I can believe it. But Hobbs, I mean, this is just another reason for me not to vote for her either. They make it tough. I, I just make it. They're snatching victory from the jaws of defeat and then putting it right back and grabbing defeat from the jaws of victory. All right. Um, you know the uh, data guru over at ABC? Yes, I do. This dude is smart. Uh, I want to read a tweet from him yesterday. I'm thinking if Democratic candidates are to survive, they must be five to eight points up at first drop at 8 p.m. So what he's talking about, Garrett Archer, is we're going to get on election night at 8 p.m. Uh, a lot of the uh, ballots that people filled out at their house. Early ballots. Yes. And what Garrett Archer saying is expect that to be. In the Democrats' favor. I agree. Here's the thing. He makes a great point, and he's an expert on this stuff. Let's just take Hobbs, because we're talking about her. If Hobbs is going to win, she's got to be up by eight. Five to eight points. Yeah. So if we're here on election night and she's up by one, it's over. Because you remember with the with everybody predicted, we talked about it on, you know, during the 2020 campaign for everybody. is Everybody said the same thing. Trump is going to lead early and then because across the country, some people count the uh, people who come in, vote first, then right. they count the other ones. Then the data goes in and you'll see a spike for Democrats, like what looks like a big drop later on. And, and that's what some people who believe the big lie. Yeah. They said it went bad. They said, well, that's part of why, why we believe this, that it was stolen. But let me take you back just a couple of months ago to the primary when we were sitting here doing election coverage. Robeson was up early. Yeah, she was up early and all through the night, all Carrie Lake did was chip away. She chipped away, she chipped away and obviously won. But, you know, it's so hypocritical of these people. So in 2020, it wasn't okay for Biden to chip away at Trump's lead and end up winning. That was wrong. Obviously, something happened. But in Carrie Lake's race against Robeson, it was Carrie Lake who late in the day, just like Biden, came back to win. I think the difference, though, is is it was Republican on Republican. I think where people got asked serious questions and understandable where you, you went from like a 12,000 you know, vote lead to all of a sudden 40,000 votes come in and not one of them went for Trump kind of thing. That's what it kind of felt like for some people because the way they looked at it. That would be yeah, but the first part of the votes came in. We're all Trump, so why didn't why, we can go yeah, around, exactly, and around? Yeah, we all know it's what ridiculous. We don't have to relitigate re it, but it, well, just think about it. Five to eight points. The Democrats. Were just she take, doesn't have a five to eight point lead based on all the polls. If yes, if at eight p.m. on election night, when you're listening to KTAR and we're giving you our 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 you professional know, awesome professional opinions. expertise, um, if Hobbs is not up by five to eight points, it's over. Yeah, I can see that. Just think if Carrie Lake comes in up four to five points, then we know it's over. Yeah. But Democrats, according to the data guru, and he's usually right, uh, for Democrats to survive, they must be up five to eight points when the first ballots and the numbers come out at 8 p.m. on election night. So we'll keep a lot. We'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, we get retiring any soon, anytime soon. Don't do it. No. Uh, we're going to tell you how many more years you're going to need to work. And it's all because of this crazy economy. Next. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. That's us, 12 days away, 12 days. 
I don't think it's going to be over in 12 days, man. No, God, no. Are no. you kidding me? Uh, dude, we could be talking about it the might 20... might be over 12 months. That's what I was, was going to say. <laughs> I was literally going to say that. It might, we might be talking about that gubernatorial race for another 12 months. Um, you know how the, feds, the Fed is uh, trying to slow the economy down? Yes. And they've had, made a tremendous amount of moves to, to do so. They're making money more expensive. Um, they're jacking up the interest rates. 7% now for a, a, a mortgage. Right. They're trying to slow the economy down. They're, they can't even do that because no. the economy grew. So <laughs> they're trying to slow it down so inflation goes from 13% or 12%, in Phoenix at least, to, to, to a normal number. And so it didn't work. No. So I don't know. Like, we're supposed to have a recession in 2023. The Fed is, is, is literally trying to kill the economy. And they can't do it. And the economy actually actually grew. So three and a half percent unemployment is still near historic lows. And even though inflation makes consumers feel pessimistic, the jobs market tells economists that this economy is very likely not in recession yet. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, all right, we're not in a recession yet. Is that good or is it bad? Because, like, should we just get it over with? Well, it's it really it's it's a weird thing because we have uh, it's hard to get, say let's just get it over with because we don't know what's going to happen in places like you know Eastern Europe what's going on with with the Russians and and you know uh, that's a huge potential covid you see today they locked wuhan down again oh i didn't see that. yeah i think there was one or two people tested positive so they locked the you know eight hundred thousand people in a neighborhood down let me just reiterate uh when china locks everybody down and they go zero covid zero COVID. They, if you even have a sniffle they're putting you somewhere yeah uh it it hurts. It hurts the economy worldwide. Yes, because of all of the things working. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Well, you're never going to get rid of something like this, but they can keep trying. But this stop starts our economy when it comes to th- us in in goods back and forth, and that's not a good thing, especially for our supply chain, because it makes inflation harder when you don't get the stuff you need. So we tried to slow the economy down. It didn't work. The economy grew. So now what do we do? Uh, well, now we we uh, we just work longer. Okay. Does the prices have to go up even more? Does it have to hurt even more? Oh, oh let's not forget. Good. Thank you for bringing this up because uh, the uh, railroad company, remember how the railroads, the unions were going to strike them? Yeah. They, they decided, no, we don't want your contract. So they're probably going to go on strike, which will hurt us even more very quickly if we, that happens. And that means it'll hurt our wallet. Yes, because a vast, I think 70% of our goods travel via rail. Okay. And that's what they want, though. They want us to stop spending money for a while, right? Yes. Yeah, but on food, and it's, it's the real... It hurts some food, but the goods, uh, that's definitely going to hurt. Because, you know, think about it, Christmas. If, you're, if, if Christmas is the thing that you use to get you through a good portion of the year, you may be in a lot of trouble hmm. if you can't get the goods. All right. Retirement. Are people moving back to retirement date? Yeah. Because when you look at the Dow, uh, last month... It was the worst month since March of 2020 when COVID hit. Yeah. Now, I, I thought I saw something about October being extremely good. And there was a number that it said it hasn't been this good in years. So that's just one month so far. Um, and they've been lucky because uh, it was the the earnings. Like today, Apple crushed their earnings. They're up 8% higher than they forecasted. There's been tons of, of earnings that have surprised but there's also fear, like Meta is getting destroyed. Facebook. Facebook yeah. is just getting destroyed. So people are pushing back their retirement. Last year, 
average age of people thinking about retiring and or retiring was 62.6. They've pushed it up to 64 now. They're down about $12,000 as far as their retirement savings, not talking about investments. Right. And then you get into a lot of other things that they're allowing us to do. You can increase savings. You can put uh, more money through your 401k than you did because they're trying to adjust for inflation to do stuff. But people are terrified that they're going to outlive their their, uh their, obviously their savings, and a vast majority feel like the Social Security is never going to be enough, even with a 401k. Or will Social Security even be there? Yeah. Like for guys like us? Yeah. No, I mean, uh, it's I tough. don't know. Yeah. The way that this government is run, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter who's in the in the White House. Yeah. So it's, right, it's going to be run poorly no matter what. So there are, there is a, a, a real, I, I talked to several people who are my listeners uh, for my national show, and they've said, you know, I was going to retire next year, and I'm pushing out at least a year. At least a year. At least a year. Yeah, if, if you're in your if you're in your early sixties, you're not you're not retiring. No, no, it's not happening. Unless you're you one lost. of those people that got a stupid great pension right. from something, but there a lot of people are really worried about what what they're all saying is the same thing is we're worried about going and retiring, and then everything goes to hell, and we got to go back out into the workforce. It's the last thing anybody wants to do is yeah. retire and then have to go back to work. Yeah, um, but if you're like 62 right now, I, I, yeah, the numbers are, yeah, you'll wait a couple of years because I think, what was the number? People have, uh, 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 on the stock market, 20% of yeah. their stuff, 20, 25%, they've lost just this year. Yeah, and they're, and they're, and they're saying now most people have, have moved up about 20% more than they thought they would have needed last year to retire that they need now. The average person now anticipates $1.25 million for a comfortable retirement. Um, remember when the Dow was down about uh, down to about twenty eight thousand. Yeah, it's back to thirty two thousand. It's good. So volatile. It, well, it is, it, and it's going to continue to be volatile. So, just to put a bow on this, uh, we tried to slow the economy down, and it grew, which we didn't want. People are pushing their retirement age from sixty two to sixty four. Uh, and we've got the, what, the trains ready to go the tra- on strike? Yeah, the trains are so ready we're not to go out on strike. Of this, we're not out of this yeah. mess yet, no. Oh, my God. Coming up next, we're going to tell you why a coal miner might be the dad of the year next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, so what we've got, uh, possible scandal, Chad. Scandal? Well, Carrie Lake is saying that Katie Hobbs staged the break-in. At her, at her campaign office. Good for her. So she staged it. I don't know. And then, uh, so one accused one of potentially maybe playing a role in it, and the other one accused her of maybe staging it. Hobbs. That's where we are at this moment. Hobbs certainly insinuated yes. Lake may have had something to do with it, uh, whether or not it was just speaking untruths to a whole bunch of people and then, you know, it's the it's honestly the dumbest race I've ever covered. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not the, it's the we, lamest race I've ever covered. <laughs> I, I'm sure all of you know, we get a lot of direct messages, emails. Some guy just emails and he's just he's let's just say he's had enough of of the ladies uh, in this. And I've said several people just they feel like it's become immature. It's, they uh, somebody said yesterday it's high school. It is that gets to run the government. It's high school, you know. That's that's not good. No, no. Well, we always call Congress like uh, they're they're toddlers in a sandbox. They that's just can't exactly get along. Yeah, I think what they are now is I look at Congress and and Senate as they're at the point where you've got several people that have been there so long, kind of run everything. They're like, look, I don't just get me a red vote or the, get me the blue vote. Mm. I'll tell them what to do, and if they suck, 
I'll, we'll, we'll force them out. And we'll get somebody else to replace them because none of you people can be trusted. All right. A coal miner. Yeah. Might be dad of the year. Why? This is, this is a great story. So yesterday it, it went viral. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it was a Kentucky basketball game. So they had their, they've already getting ready for, you know, like ASU and everything. Their, their inner squad mm. games were going on. And uh, uh, there's a guy in his outfit, totally covered in coal at the game. For many families, it's more than just a basketball game. It's about making memories that will last a lifetime. I was really excited to make all these memories with, with my kids and my wife. Kentucky's blue and white game in Pikeville Saturday gave Michael McGuire that opportunity. While most of the fans were in their Kentucky blue, Michael was in his work clothes and covered in coal dust, having gone from the coal mines straight to the game to be with his family. It was pretty much either come straight there or miss half the game going home to take a shower and everything. And he didn't want to do it. Mm. And so he picked his family up. They went straight there. And he's in his full, like, long. He's filthy. I mean, he's a, he is a mess. And his kid's having the greatest time. And somebody that was on the uh, Kentucky, uh, like. Uh, I thought it was Calipari. Well, it was a back staffer, actually, okay. that took the picture and posted it and said, hey, could somebody find out who this is? Then Calipari retweeted it and put it out there. Okay. And the guy was in the mines. And when he comes up. Turns his phone on, it blows up. He's like, dude, you're on CNN and ah. everywhere. Uh, he talked to Calipari that night. Uh, they're going to hook him up with tickets and do all kinds VIP of stuff. VIP tickets. But the thing is, is it, it, we talk about like work and stuff, you know, because yesterday I was watching uh, this person talk about Twitter that works there, all the things. They were having a latte and then to this, and I'm going to get a massage and that Twitter. Here's a guy who. who Wait, that person works at Twitter and yeah. they get massages over oh, there? Okay. They have a Michelin star uh, chef okay. that <laughs> cooks you lunch. All right. So I'm sitting there going, this guy works for life and for family. He doesn't work to make himself. Feel happy. Do you think somebody woke up one day and goes, man, I would hope I can't wait to go down Mm-mm. and live underground for years, uh, smelling noxious gas and dying? No, this guy's dangerous, guy, too. This guy's happiness comes from the fact that he gets to take his kid to do stuff, that he puts food on the table and a roof over his family's house. That's what makes it a great story. And it's a it's weird looking at the pictures because he is covered in it. And oh, yeah. everybody's yeah. wearing their blue and white in Kentucky. I love the story, too. I mean, uh, this is a, a guy who wanted to make his kid happy, and his kid wouldn't have been happy because dad wouldn't have been there until the second half. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I got to tell you, he's so dirty, man. He's so dirty. And you're thinking, who doesn't go and shower? And there's a, t- there's a reason he didn't do it. Yeah. And it's a good reason. Like, some of the best memories I have is with going to a ball game with my dad. That's what this guy did. Yeah. Uh, or going to, you know, we had, we had seasons. I, I told you, my grandfather was a doctor. He bartered with a guy. Yeah, I'll give you free medical care. Uh, you give me your New York Giants football season tickets. And they did it for years. This guy, if he, he had anything wrong with him, goes right to my grandfather. Doesn't have to pay anything. Well, Nothing. But, but we got the season tickets. So me, my dad, my brother, my grandfather. You're like, Grandpa, keep him alive forever. Exactly. For years, we went to the Giants games. I mean, I remember that stuff. It's all about, it really, it sounds, it's, it's, know, a memory. it's all about memories, right? It's exactly it. It's a memory thing. I remember one time I went to watch, my mother picked me up. We didn't have a lot of money. I didn't see my dad forever in a day. And my mother picked me up to, to go to a soccer game. Went saw the California Surf play the, I think the Tulsa Drillers. The Tulsa Drillers. Like my, we had barely any money. She got me a hot dog and a Coke and she bought me a pennant. But it was the greatest 
most incredible fun time. And that was a memory I always remember with my mother because she wasn't going to miss that. She did everything to scrape the money to take me to the game. And it was, you know, another step towards my love for soccer and stuff. But it's little things like that where you remember those things. Taking Jack. I still have pictures when Jack and I went to his first movie. We went saw Turbo. <laughs> I picked him up from school early. He was like, Dad, what are we doing? I'm like, we're going to go see a movie. He's like, what? We're going to go see Turbo. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy, though, it wasn't even it was just the fact that there's a dude who's working for a living, but he's working for his family and something else, not making work his end all to be all. Right. He's working to put, you know, food on the table. Yeah. Uh, And he's working to take his kid to a basketball game. And he didn't want to miss the first half. So he didn't shower. He showed up with everything you could imagine all over him. And they had the best time, and now he's going to be treated like a king. Yeah. Because they're going to give him VIP tickets. Oh, big time. All right, so did Katie Hobbs stage the break in her campaign office? Oh, for crying out loud. (laughs) It's coming up next.